Well, welcome to uh, Cornerstone's first ever live streaming uh, event from this location, at least. I know our Cantonese congregation has done live streaming for quite a while from a different room, but this is exciting for us to begin using this facility again, and especially during the pandemic. And so, praise God for that. And we've got a, this being our second time with Pastor Yukon and him investing in us as a church community. We're excited to uh, see what tonight holds for us as Yukon and his friend talk about life and, and Jesus, how you guys met. So, um, a couple of announcements beforehand. Uh, we are having worship tomorrow at a different time. It's going to be at 1030. And so check the website out for the link and you can join us. But the key is it's at 1030, the YouTube premiere. And then following that, we'll have some uh, Zoom uh, discussion groups again, like we did on Friday night at, starting at 1145. So that's 1030 and 11.45, and uh, we'll be shooting you an email again to remind you that tonight, because that is a different schedule than we usually have, and uh, other than that, I think that's the the main announcement. Let me uh, lead us in prayer and uh, seek the Lord's presence uh, before we start tonight. Gracious Father, you are truly the divine being that oversees this world And we trust and believe in you who created us the way we are and each person differently and diverse with intrinsic value, value of life that you have given them. And Lord, as you have instilled life and you treasure that life, that you love this life that you've put on earth and that's each one of us and all of creation. And so Lord, we worship you We seek to serve you and to love others in your name so that your love would be known and your truth would be known on this earth and your name would be glorified. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And so it's tonight we have the special opportunity just to hear a real-life conversation, uh, which we probably do in life, hopefully, (laughs) normally, but uh, with uh, Pastor Yukon and his friend Miguel, uh, we're going to have them come up and... uh, just talk. Yeah, so come on up. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, big guy? Sorry. My goodness. Well, hey, uh, it's, it's good to be here uh, with you all, and I, I know you heard the previous uh, video talk I gave, so it's good to be here with you live. Uh, but like the first video talk, uh, I was sharing about, you know, just our need to have conversations with others and our need to know how to listen and, and just be in, in community with others. And the reality that, you know, spirituality and, and God is, you know, he's at work all over. And uh, so Miguel is a friend of mine. We were actually uh, had the chance to meet each other during the pandemic of all times, of course. And uh, we got to know each other because of some community activism, community uh, mutual aid work we were doing. Uh, we were, um, yeah, helping or just walking with our city, New Brunswick, and some of the challenges uh, the citizens, uh, the residents of New Brunswick uh, were going through, especially in regards to uh, rent insecurity and food insecurity. And uh, we had a chance to really get to know each other at that time. So. Miguel, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I really appreciate cool. you. Yeah. And I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome, awesome. So um, I've, I've kind of asked Miguel to share about a, a couple things about himself and, and just we're going to have a conversation here together about some of his background. Let's jump right in, Miguel. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit, especially about your spiritual background. What do you, what, what do you believe? How did you come to have those beliefs? What, tell us more. So I, I'm not really... Like today, I had to think about like all the different things that I, you know, that made me get to the point where I am as far as like my spirituality goes, and I don't. A lot of that has to do with like not um, with realizing the things that I that I do uh, believe in and the things that I that I don't believe in. So, um, but basically, kind of like trying to like define what God is as somebody who's not doesn't necessarily have like a regular like spiritual 
uh, set of beliefs. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought about like how like you know how God is a force, mm. for example, and mm. like how like God is something that like to me is expressed through art because I'm an artist and I'm a musician. Yeah. So uh, you might hear like a record or something like that, and I was actually thinking of like for example like uh, somebody like you know like John Coltrane mm. with that I Love Supreme. Yeah. It was like, you know, this, this man made this record with this group that, you know, helped them get over uh, heroin and things like that. So it's like mm. really, a really powerful, um, like, um, example of like people using art to like, you know, heal themselves. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like, that's, it's kind of how I look at, at, you know, God being like a force through like art in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It, and does, is there, when I hear that, like God being a force through art, I think about the beauty of art and like the transcendence of art. Those things to me like connect with this idea of, of God. Are, are there specific things in art that make you feel like that force? I'm just curious, as, as you've processed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like the act of creation is something that like really um, um, exemplifies that because I feel like as an artist, you come up with a concept or you come up with an idea whether it's like a, a visual or whether it's like a sound, and uh, the concept is being made into word, and that's mm -hmm. something that I feel like you know people that are believe in Christianity, something that I can relate with. You yeah, know? So yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's something that we have in, in common. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. This this idea of creating and, and yeah, it's kind of part of the the Christian story. I mean, to, on that note, tell us a little bit more, uh, Miguel. I mean, you have some quote unquote Christian roots or a history. Tell, tell us about kind of the spiritual journey. How did you, yeah, what have you gone through? How, how have you processed um, the spirituality, the, the spiritual uh, in your journey? So um, I'm Colombian. So uh, I'm from a Catholic nation. And, you know, it's, Christ is big there. It's like, you know, it's, you know <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and uh, I, I grew up in, um, um, like, uh, for my preschool, I went to, um, um, what is that called? Uh, I'm blanking out right now, but one of the um, one of the old um, Catholics uh, Catholic um, institutions are part of that Franciscan. Franciscan. It's a Franciscan. I went to a Franciscan preschool, and and um, and and you know, I think I'm culturally Catholic. I grew up culturally Catholic because you can't escape it. Everybody there, whether it's you know a holiday and you celebrate with your family and going to church and things like that, or um, you know, when somebody, you know, like I was baptized, so like, you know, my family, you know, in some way believed in that. And um, uh, also, um, you know, like the rites there, like when somebody dies, you know, religion's a big part of that. So like, that's something that yeah. helps, you know, people process that. So I, you know, that's, that's my background as far as like growing up in that. Uh, and then, um, uh, but I think like also within my family, there's like a lot of other folk beliefs or a lot of like, um, ways of looking at like the, um, I don't want to call it supernatural, but like things that you really can't explain. Mm. So mm. for example, like something about that will be um, things through dreams. Mm. Um, you know, somebody can have like a dream where, um, like instance, in one part of my family especially has like, um, they'll have a dream where they'll, um, you know, they'll have a premonition about something and then it happens. Like something, yeah, something coming in the future. Yeah, happens. I mean, sometimes some stuff is like stuff that, you know, you, it's obviously up for interpretation because you're, you know, it's a, it's a dream. Yeah. But like one of my family members, for example, thought about like, they had like a, a dream that could be interpreted as like a, as a premonition of like the attack on the 9-11 towers. I'm talking really? about like wow. two days before that, like, you know, like having like things about like, you know, yeah. that could very well link, link to that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one example. I mean, for me personally, like I have like, um, um, you know, lucid dreams. Mm. So, like, you know, being able to, like, move and, you know, think while I'm in the dream. Got it. So that's something that I had since I was a, a, a young person, more so when I was younger, but I still do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, it, it continues through that, but, like, you know, other members of my family will have, like, things that have to do with uh, premonitions of death or, like, things like that, like, within the family or, like, preventing them from uh, being in danger. So, like, if somebody was gonna go, for example, there's an example of, of uh, someone in my family going to, uh, uh, in, uh, in Colombia, going to a uh, uh, class trip, you mm. know, and then like in the uh, class trip, the people there were assaulted or something like that, and then mm. the, the premonition told them, you know, make sure this person doesn't 
you know, go, you know, to this trip. And, yeah. you know, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, my family member did not get hurt because they didn't go to that trip. Yeah. So it's things like that that I feel like, you know, unexplainable phenomena that, like, you know, science can't really explain. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. you know, ties me to, like, you know, uh, a notion of, like, there being another power or another, um, like, supernatural thing that I can't, that people can't explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had, you were around that growing up. And so it sounds like at an early age then you're like, okay, there's something spiritual out there. there however I define it, there's something beyond maybe what I can see. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now, how did that continue to evolve and develop as you kind of went through adolescence and early adulthood? What, what was going on? And a lot of times I feel like people who come from like, set religious backgrounds, like like a Catholic background. I have other Catholic friends who, you know, they always talk about growing up Catholic and then not being Catholic as mm -hmm. adults. Um, yeah, did you go through something like that? Was it a little different? Yeah, tell, tell us more. What happened, like, as you transitioned? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, even thinking about that, um, thinking about, like, how, um, uh, and not to get too, like, you know, philosophical here, but, like, a lot of people that grow up Catholic or, you know, that I know, uh, and then end up being agnostic or end up being um, atheist. They, yeah. they often wonder about the nature of like what it means to be good, you know, mm, because it's something that gets taught to you as a young person, mm. as somebody who grew up in that religion. Yeah. So like, and that's just like I feel like that's something that like it's a good ref it's good to reflect as far as like you know like mm. because you can still recognize like as a you know somebody who doesn't you know believe in like a deity that like you know there is there are there is good and there's evil. There's mm. like definitely actions that are. You know yeah. that can be qualified as such. Yeah. Um, so um, basically. So hold on. Let me let me let me explore that real quick. So you you brought that up with like friends who've grown up Catholic, who have to process that. Did does this thinking about good and evil and the reality of good and evil make people believe in a God more or actually disbelieve in a God more? Hmm. I I can see going both ways. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, we have it, not rehearsed some of these questions. Just no, this, is totally <laughs> this is some new stuff we're going through. We're just talking up here, so I just, I just want to. I'm, I'm sorry if that's if you want to come back to that. You come back <laughs> no, to that. no, no, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a good question. I yeah. feel like, um, I feel like it's hard to say. Mm. I feel like it's hard to say because, yeah. like, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that I, I would like to think that you don't have to believe in a deity that's gonna like judge you for doing something good or bad. Yeah, because that's part of like, you know, as a Catholic, huh. you know. God is watching. You That's know, like, drilled into you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I don't, I don't like to think that like people are acting out of good because they're um, looking at that. I think, right. I think people that are doing good, it feels, it feels good to do good. It yeah. feels good to help other people. Yeah, yeah. It feels good to, you know, help yourself. It feels good. If, if, yes, and and you should feel good about that. I don't think there's any shame in like, you know, yeah. feeling like, you know, as, yeah. a, as an activist or as a, you know, yeah. as a member doing that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of joy and a lot of. Um, uh, Nutrition that comes from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I think I feel like um, sometimes you're right. I I, I feel like a, a growth point for a lot of people is like realizing that okay, doing good and doing bad isn't just about this big God, the God, the Judge watching. There's got to be. It's got to be more complex than just that because that's. I kind of think it makes it shallow. Like the concept of goodness or badness. If that's the only reason we act good or bad is because of the judge, I don't. Yeah, that that's that's not very life giving to me. So I yeah, appreciate I, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you know everyone's path through like you know it's like an exploration. I feel like even if you know yeah. like, and that's another thing that I would I would say you know in my opinion to me. Yeah. Uh, that to me God is not something that somebody can tell you what God is. It has to be something that you have to find through yourself yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and you know like um, um, yeah I feel like um, um, you know I, I it, you know it could be through friends or it could be for me it's through art mm -hmm. or through things that happen and like you know like um, another thing another way that I could define God I mean I you know you could see God in nature mm -hmm. see um, yeah. Um, yeah but you know I'm like I'm speaking about God in a different way that you know that like most people believe in God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So when went with the with the concept you have of God now, or the experience you have of God now, uh, more as a force and really kind of experiencing it more in art. 
like, yeah, tell me more about how, how did you get there? How, how did, you know, you, you're growing up Columbia in, with the Colombian framework, Catholic, kind of also this um, reality of the dream world, kind of like knowing something there. Yeah, yeah, tell, yeah what happened as you moved to adulthood? Let's, let's get back to that. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like the schism that happened with me and mm -hmm. like the way of traditionally thinking about religion happened when I was, I was a teenager and I was going through a lot of different uh, churches. Uh, you know, and really? I, I, at the time I lived in North Jersey, so uh, I went to a few churches in Elizabeth, and like by chance I went to like a church where there were you know older people and mm. and like the senior members, and they were talking about like at that time whether you know good or bad. They were talking about um, like the uh, the advantages of using certain kinds of advertisement to like get people to come to their church. Interesting. And at the time I was thirsty for something else, so like you know when I saw that I was like oh, this is not the place for me. <laughs> so like that, that kind of like turned me away from, you know, from that a lot. Wow, um, wow. And, but, um, so. Did, did it just seem like, like gimmicky? Is that why? Or like, it just. Like... Not necessarily gimmicky, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know, like I feel like uh, there's, I just feel like money kind of like dirty, dirty things. And like, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, the way that they were speaking about it, it seemed like they were really just more focused on like, growing their congregation and like I feel like uh, there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with money either you know yeah. I've, I've, I have to come I've had to come to terms with that now <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like um, but almost like hey let, we need more people in, in the pews so we can have more money in the church to survive almost kind of like was it that kind of I'm not sure and that's what okay, I'm okay. saying and that's okay. what I'm saying about like you know giving them the benefit of the doubt as far as like mm. you know because I I don't know how to run a church. I don't know yeah. how to like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so like, I, you know, I, I, like, but to me at the time, it seemed like it was like, you know, it, it was not what I was looking for. And it yeah. kind of like drove me away from, you right. know, being a, you know, a, a Christian in yeah. a way. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so then after that, um, you know, I would, I have to kind of like. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 please, please say, yeah. yeah. So, oh, so yeah, I mean, I, I hear on the notes I have that this is the point where I was like, I became an atheist. I was like, oh, there must not be a God because I was like, you know, there's too many bad things going on in the world and like, you know, yeah. like how can he allow this to happen and yeah. like things like that. Yeah. And, um, um, and then, um, uh, but I feel like that at one point I reverted from that because I feel like the mystery of the world still exists whether you're, you know, an atheist or not. And I feel like being an atheist kind of like, denies the power of faith and denies the, you know, the uh, power of the, the magic of coincidence and things like that. Yeah. So like, I feel like I just, it, being an atheist did not, you know, it was not for me either. Yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. feel like looking at things materialistically, especially after all these different things that my family had, you know, gone through, like things that like, you know, unexplainable phenomena. There's no way that like, you know, I can just be like, oh no, there's no God. And you know, like there's no, um, um, no other anything but just the scientific. I yeah. feel like that's really what like made me, you know, yeah. come back to a different kind of like force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like Miguel. That's something I've, I've heard from others too in their spiritual journey. Like, um, like people grow up with a faith background, experience maybe some. They're wanting something, but experience something negative, and like, man man, if that's happening or if this is going on and, or if this God that they construct doesn't explain this, then, yeah, I've definitely heard of uh, some other friends like react to that and be like, no, no, there's just no way. But they can't quite go all the way, like, like your story. They can't go quite all the way to atheism because like, uh, but there's too much, to, too much mystery, too much coincidence, too much like, that doesn't fully explain either. So they, they kind of then come back, yeah, into something more in the middle. Uh, in their journey, um, yeah. Tell tell us more. Tell us more about that process then. Yeah. So I also feel like uh, you know, like the Latin diaspora has a lot of like mixed culture. You know? mm. Like if you look at like the Caribbean, there's like you know, I'm a big like lover of salsa. Salsa is also very big in Colombia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or bachata, bachata, right? Salsa. Oh, salsa. no, salsa. Okay, salsa. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I mean, bachata is also you know popular in the Caribbean. Okay. But salsa is, is, is very big there, and yeah. like you know, uh, salsa music has a lot of rhythms from like a lot of uh, uh, religions that came from the slave trade because a lot of religions came in the slave trade 
yeah. in the Caribbean. Yeah. So I'm talking about things like voodoo, I'm talking about things like Santeria, I'm talking about things like Palo Santo, yep. a lot of other religions that eventually became part of the Latin culture through the music and through you know, the art. Yeah. And a lot, of this stuff, a lot of those cultures have had um, uh, like really positive things. Like if you look at like the Haitian Revolution, yeah. you know, they over, the slaves overthrew the masters with yeah. their help of that religion. Mm. So like that's something that, mm. you know, irrefutably like, you know, like that's a, a, like a, a very powerful instance of like, you know, faith, like helping people, you yeah. know, like in a dire situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, for example, like with uh, Santeria, like there's like a lot, like at that time, like they couldn't practice the religion openly. So they melded it with Catholicism. So like a lot of like Catholic saints became like the saints from old Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, and to me, that's like, that's amazing because like, you know, again, like that's part of like Latin culture. If you listen to songs, the lyrics and the songs that are, are dedicated to those deities and people don't even know. Some people are just like, oh, this is a great song. And they don't realize that person that they're like actually talking about, like if you actually read the lyrics and mm. read into like that deity, then you, oh, like, you, you know, you learn about like the history of that. And, and to me, that's super interesting. I just, mm. I, I really like, like finding those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And um, with a, um, so like that, that, you know, Latin culture and like that part of like the, um, of, of the African influence is, is definitely like a, a huge thing. And, yeah. and, and, I, and, you know, I borrow some of those things as well. Like mm. I feel like with my spirituality, like I learned a lot from like a lot of different things and kind of like melded it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, Miguel. One of the things we did together uh, during the pandemic is um, we did a book group together. And uh, we read this book, Brown Church, you know, talking about um, activism and talking about, um, you know, Latino spirituality um, for, the, what, the past 500 years and, and looked at some of those things. You know, we, we needed to talk about this over coffee before this meeting, but we'll talk about it here in front of everyone. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious, you know, how was that experience for you? as you continue to like construct your spirituality and, and yeah, tell me more about that part of the journey that just happened recently. I, I thought it was great. I, I really I really it. enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's essential because, you know, having conversations with, first of all, those are difficult conversations to have. Like the stuff that they talk about in the book yeah. is like things that like, I imagine not really a lot of people really like to talk about those things because, you know, that book, they talk about like, you know, the um, uh, how, Catholicism came to the uh, New World, and Catholicism came into the New World not in a good way. <laughs> no, no, not pretty at all. Yeah, no. but like you know, they you know, but in the book they also talk about people that really did good because they um, fought against that, and those were also Catholic priests. So there was dissent within the church itself, that, yeah. or or not the church, but the um, uh, the general culture of Spain being like this, like conquer, being like, oh, we're gonna these people are not Christians, so we're gonna subjugate them, or we're gonna you know. Uh, enslaved them, and then uh, there were Catholic priests that were like, "You're living in mortal sin." Yeah, uh, yeah, and like, yeah, you know, yeah. So like, like Bartolomé de las Casas, you yeah. know, like or yeah. Antonio Montesinos, and and those are people that you know in that book really, you know, brought home like the uh, power of like people being able to do good, you know, even yeah. like you know in the face of really crazy circumstances. Because yeah. those people, they're on this island going against the slavers being like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to go, you know, you're not going to go to a good place because yeah. of what you're doing. And, yeah. and these are slavers. These are people that were like, you know, killing people by a lot. So, yeah. uh, so like, you know, that was a very courageous thing. And, yeah. and you know, and, and they, you know, they did it for, because something spoke to them. You know, yeah. They said that it was God that spoke to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that book really, you know, brought those kinds of experiences. It also like brought like the um, the role that you know the difficult conversations that people have as being Catholic and growing up Christian and then going to college yeah. and like you know finding like you know if you're an activist then you know you're gonna be exposed to you know people that are gonna be like yeah we don't you know we don't like Christianity and we don't you know we yeah. don't think Christianity is good and things like that and yeah. and the process that they had to go through to like you know, being able to um, not withstand, but like, you know, overcome that. Because mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the history of that part of Christianity is not good, but like, that doesn't mean that like, you know, the things that, you know, they believe in and you know, that helps them do good is, you know, is not valid, you yeah. know? So it's just like, yeah. you know, faith just becomes like a more like personal thing in that sense when you're, you know, yeah. dealing with, you know, like, 
things like that, I feel like. Absolutely. So like, that was another good aspect I felt of, of, of the yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, I thought so too, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, um, on that note, again, I'm just trying to process what I'm hearing from you today, Miguel. Do you feel like, as you've kind of you know, gone through different phases of your spiritual journey up to this point, you, know, you, you again, you started from this like conception of Catholicism, you know, very Latin, very kind of a distinct way, which has its beauty, I think, like the book emphasizes some beautiful things about that. It has its challenges, right, for sure. Um, have you been able to like maybe circle back at all and be like, you know what, there were parts of that Catholic or that Christian or at least the Jesus thing that, you know what, wow, that's, that's actually decent. Maybe I should hold on to that or, or, yeah, I'm curious if you've circled back to Christian concepts and, mm -hmm. yeah. Here. So I feel like um, us working together really helped me realize like the uh, um, not having to judge like Christianity with like, you know, by like their previous actions, like, you know, mm -hmm. your character really helped me realize like, you know, uh, just like that, you know, you have to give people the opportunity to speak with their actions and, actions and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like. Um, oh, thanks for saying that. <laughs> this was not, we're, we have not rehearsed any of this conversation. I just need to know. That. Thanks, Miguel. I appreciate that. No, thanks. No, I, you know, it, like, because, like, if you're somebody who is, like, you know, comes from that and then, like, you know, interacting with people that have done so much good for the community like you, it really makes me become more accepting of, like, how to work with other Christian people and, you know, how to, like, so I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that it necessarily made me uh, want to believe to, like, yeah. you know, revert to that, but it, but it definitely, you know, broadened my horizon as far as, like, you know, what it is like to, like, work with other people who are trying to do good. Mm. And mm. Uh, un undoubtedly, like, the work that you've done, you know, in mm. the community has been amazing, so. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I was talking to a, a Muslim friend of mine the other day, and um, I, I lead this um, discussion group in my neighborhood, actually, for, um, like, atheists, and it's specifically geared for non-Christian people, because, like, yeah, it's, I appreciate having good conversation with them. And it's hosted by one of my atheist friends, actually. She is in her 70s, okay? So she's gone through a lot in life. And uh, we have a Muslim friend that comes who's a professor at Rutgers. Um, she's like a foremost expert in like Syria or something like that. She's amazing. And we were, process you know, we were processing everything going on. And, and usually in this discuss discussion group, we take an excerpt from the teaching of Jesus and talk about it. And we took the excerpt, excerpt a couple weeks ago um, where Jesus talks about loving your enemies, right? And um, we we're trying to process this together. And, you know, so we read it. And I was like, so what do we all think? And it was really interesting because my Muslim friend was like, this is really what I wish I could aspire to. Like, like this kind of depth of, like, like love. Like, just, ha like how do we get there? How do I get there? You know, and we started processing that together. Like, so yeah, atheist, Muslim, Christian, uh, Jews come to this group, Hindus come to this group, and we're just trying to process this, you know, together. And, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, but it, there's something powerful, right, about love. Like, I don't know. It, in my mind, as I'm listening to you again, and, and not to say I'm doing it right or, you know, like whatever, but I'm just like processing, like, wow. Something about when we start caring for people, when we start when we experience this thing called love, it, it, it's, it, it turns our heads. It, it makes us think about things. Um, For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, definitely also like the, the exposure to, um, to other cultures because, you know, when, you know, when I was thinking about like, for example, like um, going back a little bit, yeah. going about like, you know, some, some of the members of my family, they're, you know, Christian, but they don't necessarily say the nicest things about other religions that they don't know. So sure. like they'll be, you know, saying things about Jews or, or Muslims and things like that. And I'm just like, have you ever actually spoken to a Jew before? Have <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah. actually ever yeah. spoken to a Muslim? Have you ever spoke to a trans person before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I feel like, you know, the, the real, like, you know, um, whittling down of like what your beliefs are happens through like that interaction, you know, mm. through like, you know, because, you know, if, if you know, and, and I feel like that's, more than ever needed because, yeah. like, I feel like a lot of people can be uh, manipulated into hating other people and, and yeah. like, you know, like, 
uh, we all have more in common than we don't have in common. We're yeah. all like more similar than in ways that we're different. Yeah. So, and you know, it's very easy for, you know, especially now with social media and with like, um, with the power of, you know, being able to spread messages like that to like turn to, say, to someone and say, oh, that person's the enemy and that person's yeah. like yeah. the, um, you know, the reason why, you know, this country is the wrong way or that this person's coming to take away religion or whatever. And then, you know, like making that person the enemy. But in reality, like, you know, we have more in common with, you know, yeah. all the different poor people in the world or the middle class people of the world. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, you know, we have a, you know, we have it very well here. We have yeah. A, a, yeah. No, that's cool, Miguel. That's cool. Um, I'm going to take the pause here really quick um, so you can collect your thoughts in terms of, you know, just if there's anything else you want to say. But I'm going to take a pause, too, because I'm going to look at Jeff, because we are having people add questions or ask questions. So, Jeff, are there some uh, questions uh, people are asking? Yeah. OK. Um, one was, since you mentioned dreams, and uh, Things you can't explain. Uh, one was, have you ever had a dream that you thought that you thought was from God? Huh. That's, like, a, that's a deep question. Wow, I never really thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like the instances where I've had um, uh, instances of deja vu. Meaning that, you know, I, I don't even know if that's the real term or not, but, yeah. you know, when you have a dream and then, you know, later on in waking life, you're walking around and then, you go, oh, like I've done this before. And it, it doesn't have to be like a moment in your life where you're doing something extraordinary. It could just be something where you look at a certain way at something and then, you know, it reminds you of that. And I feel like, I wouldn't say that's necessarily like a dream for God, but I feel like there, there must be a tie with the unknown as far as like, where the future and the path that you're going forward is connected to that. So like, I feel like that would be one way of like looking at the higher power kind of like, you know, because how else can you explain something that you dreamt two weeks ago, in my opinion, and, or a month ago or three months ago, and then that thing happens and you're just like, how is that even possible? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I feel like that's something that could be interpreted in a, in a sense of uh, yeah. that being from God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've had moments where um, I wouldn't even say in dreams, just in waking moments when, um, you know, maybe I'm praying for somebody and I feel like I get a picture or a word or something like that while I'm praying for somebody. And I ask them, hey, so for whatever reason, this came to mind when I was praying for you. Like, does it have any relevance? And then they'll be like, oh my goodness, it does. You know, I'm like, well, that's great. Because I mean, I have no idea where it came from. You know, I feel like those are moments where there has to be something beyond just human psychological kind of processing. So yeah. can you go a little bit in depth of that? Like an example, if you don't, you know, if you're not giving away too much in yeah, yeah, somebody's yeah. Uh, personal life. Yeah, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that like a, like, a, like a certain image or like a kind of like advice to someone? <laughs> I see Kareem here going like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so we were, I was, uh, Kareem's here, he's uh, a friend of mine, and we were, um, yeah, a number of times his, his girlfriend was going through something really challenging, and so they asked for some prayer, and I prayed, and I forget exactly, you know, right now, on the, off the top of my head, like, um, the kind of word or picture I got, but I, I just remember I, was, I told her, hey, so, you know, this, this, this thought came to mind as I was praying, and does it mean anything to you? And uh, yeah, she was like, oh my goodness, it means, you know, this and this, and it, it, it turned out to be really helpful for her. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think going back to this, like, spirituality, this, this, this real experience spirituality that we're talking about right now, dreams or these kind of ways of prayer, you know, when I look at Jesus and his teachings and the scriptures he left for his followers, um, there's this word, there, there's this term called prophecy in there, right? I think we're all aware of prophecy, the concept. And it does talk about prophecy being a real thing that people can experience. And I, so I, I personally think it happens, and I think I've experienced uh, it before, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I feel like yeah. also I, I was mentioning before we were, we were doing soundcheck about like what some of the um, other kind of like uh, religions have done with that, with as yeah. far as like dreaming goes. Because even yeah. like Native American religions have a yeah. lot of things with um, yeah. with dreaming, yeah. or like you know the Egyptians yeah. have a yeah, lot yeah, of things yeah, yeah. with dreaming. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So, but I, I like the idea of like that being accessible to like everyone, not just like being accessible to um, uh, like. Uh, a priest, because like what I was saying before yeah. in there in soundcheck was that um, uh, like you know in Egypt there was a, a person that was like a priest that only they could sleep yeah. in a certain um, monument that yeah. was all about you know you know interpreting dreams for someone else. Yeah. So like yeah. Um, so like that was, um, but I, I don't like the idea of that. I don't, I don't like the idea of only being accessible to that one guy. I yeah, feel like yeah, that, yeah. I feel like I'm more of a democratic guy. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. 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 You, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I, um, I think one of the revolutionary things that came about when Jesus came, and this is going to get a little technical, but I don't know if you remember from your Catholic upbringing, like, do you remember that word Pentecost? Do you remember that word? No? Okay. So... Pentecost was, uh, is a word that describes what happened after Jesus left and um, the Holy Spirit came. So there's this, you know, Jesus leaves. When he leaves, he says, hey, stick around. The Holy Spirit's going to come to you. And so the early followers of Jesus, you know, they're kind of waiting around. And suddenly the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit comes not on, like, the select few leaders, like the 12 apostles or something like that. The Holy Spirit comes on everybody that believed. And one of the things they started to do was to prophesy. I'm sorry? One of the things they started to do was also prophesy. When they prophesize? Yeah, yeah. That was part of like the Holy Spirit coming. And it was actually spoken about by a prophet before Jesus that this would happen. And it's interesting because then um, all throughout the rest of the story of Jesus' followers, uh, there's a strong emphasis that, yeah, all of us have access to God's spirit. It's not like this narrow, like only a class few. of people. Yeah, no, no, it's really everybody. And I think, yeah, I think you're onto something where it's like, yeah, if, 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 there's, a, if there's a God out there, like, he, he better be accessible and democratic to, yeah, to and, all of us. And yeah. I also think, you know, yeah. having, you know, looking at this history and looking at these things doesn't negate, you know, the things that are happening now or the things that people may believe in because yeah. I feel like that only strengthens it because, like, I feel mm. like if there's that parallel between that many different cultures mm. of having that happen, then, like, yeah. you know, even if you're looking at this God and your God has a name and this other person's God has a different mm. name, like, mm. it's mm. still happening. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I never, I did not know that about the... Yeah. The Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, one of my favorite stories um, about the early followers of Jesus is actually when this guy named Paul, I'm sure you remember Paul, he goes to Athens, actually. And Athens, at the time, I've actually been to Athens, so, like, it's kind of cool. I've been to the site where this event happens. And he goes to Athens, and he notices that at that time, you know, in the first century, like, there are a lot of altars to various gods and spirits and deities. And he notices one that says, an altar to the unknown god. And he's kind of processing what that might mean. And, and people are there, you know, and he's like, you know what? I want to tell you guys that I think what you're reaching for, for this altar to the unknown god, is somebody I know. And he begins to tell the story of Jesus. And it's a fascinating thing because I, I, think, I think he's putting his finger on something you're putting your finger on. We, I think we're all on a spiritual journey, like all of us, regardless of race, class, gender, historical background, cultural background, religious background. I, I do think there's something that we are all on together. And if we are open enough to like, discover it together, I think it's a very powerful thing. And so what I hear from you, Miguel, is like, like an openness to like, yeah, let's figure this out. Let's, let's process. Let's, let's actually talk together about this. We have to work together. Yeah. We have, there's, no, there's no other way, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, the world is in a dire situation. I mean, fortunately, we live in the United States. So, yeah. you know, I feel like that's something that, you know, we are absolutely blessed, you know, to be, to be yeah. doing that. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, but we also have to look, you know, like all these different actions from all these different countries. We're not, you know, we're not an isolated thing. Like yeah. everything affects everyone. Yeah. So like we all have to, you know, work together. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Especially to prevent war. Yeah. Because you know, like <laughs> no, no because like you look at yeah. you know like yeah. you know, there's you know people you know like they get manipulated all the time, and I feel like yeah. that's something that like as a, you know as an activist or as a person that worries about the, you know, this future is something that you know, we have to be militantly against war. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. We can have a lot of conversation about that. I'll, we'll put, <laughs> let's put a hold on that. I got a lot of thoughts about pacifism and war and all that, but we'll talk uh, about that next. Yeah, right, yeah. That'll be a private coffee conversation. I'll go back to Jeff. What are some other questions coming? Okay, this, this is uh, someone also a comment for Miguel. Okay. Thanks for sharing and being so candid, Miguel. Uh, what are some of the biggest things that turn you off from Christians or Christianity? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot straight, man. Be honest. Don't worry. Just say uh, I, yeah, I, love, I love this. I love the, the honesty. It's, just, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the not, not being afraid to ask the tough questions because, like, you know, you wouldn't want to hear that. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the previous thing, the previous view that I had before with a lot of Christianity was the, the um, hypocrisy. And it was the, the hypocrisy of like, and you know, I don't know if I want to really start talking about this, but it's like, okay. you know, talking about people that, for example, like are not political, Christians mm. that are not political, mm. that are just like, you know, oh yeah, you know, we were told by our pastor that this is the guy that, you know, is going to be the person for the country. And it's just like, yeah. you know, you have to look at the actions of like what this person is doing. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, mm. you know, like that, that's just like, um, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a very tough one with the stuff going on, you know, in the border and stuff like that, I feel like, uh, you yeah. know. And that was an, another thing that, you, you know, we touched about, you know, in the, uh, in the book because, like, you know, that really talks about, like, the uh, immigrant experience on the border and, yeah. you know, and, like, you know, the, the difficulties that people of, like, being, like, Latin and, and, like, being, like, in a Christian place where, like, all the Christians are, like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, yeah. uh, kick you out of the country or kick Latin people out of the country. And it's just, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, like, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, I yeah. feel like, you know, that's the thing that I feel like, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, the, the people of the, of when we spoke about the, uh, the book yeah. and, you know, what you do with your congregation about, like, bringing, like, all those important, you know, conversations together and to light, that has to be, like, you know, I think, like, that's the way of, like, yeah. doing it. I think I really admire that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Miguel. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else? On your own, Jeff? I do have one question for you still, but yeah, I have two more questions for you. Two more questions. Uh, yeah. Uh, with your uh, talk about coming to this point, you know, you came from Catholic background, and now you are where you are, where you see God as a force. Uh, the question comes, I think, from this is they're wondering what you actually come to believe about death. Oh, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. Um, so when I uh, something that I actually forgot to mention too that like that's something that like you know some family members will talk about was like the uh, reincarnation and things like that and I feel like that ties to like the indestructible nature of what a soul is mm. and uh, I feel like um, I feel like it's tough to say I feel like you know personally me uh, like my relationship with thinking about death, I just try to live my life as, you know, like the best that I can before that happens because everyone, it's like another um, portal that everyone goes through. Mm -hmm. Everyone, everything without death, there is no, no life. So mm -hmm. like, a, you know, it's like, a, you know, I, I forgot to mention a lot of this stuff like has to do with like, also like alchemical readings that I've done. Mm -hmm. like basically reading about alchemy and then like the creative process and the duality of a lot of the stuff. So like, I feel like, you know, death definitely, you know, comes with life and, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a very difficult conversation because it's easy for me to sit here and be like, you know, it's a part of life and then when my mom dies or when my grandmother dies, then it's going to be like, you know, it's kind of terrible. So, like, I feel yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's a difficult conversation, but it is something that, like, you know, we all do have to go through, so. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you bring that up, like, you use the word duality about this. Um, as I've been processing that, Miguel, so I actually um, lost my father-in-law during the pandemic, so 
and I've lost my dad nine years ago. So I've gone through a lot of death and personally and just processed this. Like, yeah, so I come from an Asian background, right? And there are Asians who hold to like Taoist thinking. I don't know if you've ever studied Taoism or Taoism, but the yin yang symbol oftentimes is uh, the symbol that that people use to explain Taoism. That ba basically there's there's this to understand evil you have to have to understand good there must be evil. So you, you there's this balance needed to understand it. So to understand life there has to be death, right? And so it's this kind of like duality balancing. And as I've been processing it over the years, I'm like, and as, as I've been studying the teachings of Jesus, I've come to this conclusion that, like, I'm not sure if I fully agree with that. Because I, I haven't, like, I feel like goodness should be good on its own without the necessity, necessity of evil, you know? Like, evil I get. Like, evil, you have to have good to understand evil. I think that's true. But I want to believe that goodness is strong enough that you know, it doesn't need evil always there to balance it, you know? Like, and so uh, as I've been processing like, the teachings of Jesus and what have you, like, yeah, those are some thoughts I have about this. this how, do we, how do we process life and death and, and walk through this together? So we, we'll, that'll be our third coffee conversation. <laughs> the second one will be politics. Or no, no, what, was the, what did I say the second one? War. War. We've got to talk about war and passage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to do one about um, the... Um, um, the communications and the the mass communications that happen within the country, meaning like mm. the collection of mass communications, because yeah. like I feel like, you know, a lot of people in the U.S. like they don't really um, understand that like everything that you send through a text message or through Facebook is being recorded, mm. and not only that, it's being recorded through history. Like you know, you look, they mm. have the data that you had from ten years ago, mm. so like you're essentially making like a state that knows mm. everything about you. Your mm. cell phone is tracking you. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, there's a, there's, um, you know, a signal that connects to the tower that tells the cell phone, here's yeah. how I received the phone call. Yeah. So like people are like, oh my God, I don't want to take the vaccine because I'm going to be tracked by the government. It's like the government's already <laughs> tracking you. You're already posting everything on Facebook, dude. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like, it's an insane thing that, you know, and, and the, the worst part about that is that it's uh, overarching yeah, I think uh, Edward Snowden calls it an overarching uh, the the um, architecture of like mm. of, of having this all-seeing eye essentially mm. that like is like you know basically you know overseeing everyone and yeah. then trusting people in the military or the U.S. government to control that. Yeah. And you know if those things are being tracked, I just feel like that's just like such an important conversation as far as like being able to have like you know. Mm free act you know activism or free like you know just like yeah. you know life because like you know if you put you know those people under they have a search engine i'm sure and they're like okay let's look up leftist yeah yeah, okay, yeah. or let's look up you know yeah people that have participated in protests about yeah. whatever yeah and i feel like that's something that you know a lot of people can probably you know yeah. relate especially people from you know uh you know authoritarian yeah. governments yeah yeah you know? yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, you bring up something really interesting, and we'll have to talk about this some other time, but, like, I think, I think all throughout human history, there's this love-hate relationship with the concept of empire. You know, like, on one hand, we rely on it. On the other hand, we are very wary of it, right? Let's, you know, empire helps us. You know, you said something before that I, I think is a true statement, but... It's a blessing in some ways, so to speak, to be in the U.S. where certain things are secure, right? At the same time, it's the empire that kind of creates that, and that's dangerous, right? Like you're talking about this other aspect that's really dangerous, and it's really interesting. And again, coming back to the spiritual side of things, it's interesting to me as a, as a student of like Jesus that he talks about empire when he comes in, and we'll, we'll, that'll be our fourth conversation. Okay, we'll have to talk about that too, because yeah. that's... Yeah, no, you re you went into that into depth in you know when we had the the book conversation yeah. because like you talked about and I did not know that how basically yeah. Jesus was like a revolutionary in his time yeah. you know and yeah. you know and like that's something that atheist people or agnostic people or alternative you know spirituality people like me did not know that yeah. so like yeah. you know I feel like that's a really good that's something that more people should know about mm -hmm. like you know how like against the grain and against the empire yeah. you know yeah. he was back then yeah so. yeah, yeah 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 definitely definitely. I want to be mindful of time. Do we need to wrap up? 
We do? Okay, okay. Soon, okay. Let me ask you just, uh, let me ask you one more question. Okay, and I, we gotta, I guess, this, you gotta give a 60 second answer. <laughs> um, for you, Miguel, now, like, again, the good thing about a spiritual journey, it is, it is a journey, right? We're constantly processing, learning, growing, discovering. And really, I think it's admirable, like regardless of our faith background, that you here, sitting here, Miguel, are displaying an openness to continue to grow and journey. I mean, I think you've said multiple times here now, sitting there, that yeah, I didn't know this, and this was good to know. I didn't know this, and I'm learning. You know, I, I think that's amazing. I think, you know, all, too many of us are closed-minded, you know, so, and, and so you're, you're obviously a very open-minded person. Um, Thank you. Yeah, what, what, what would you like to discover about God or spirituality next? Like, what, what's the question right now? You're like, hmm, this is where I'd like to go or what I'd like to understand. Hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like the, um, for me, I feel like the journey continues like in a refining the way that I uh, practice my art and the way that I, you know, um, the way that I learn from other people. I feel mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, definitely, you know, us knowing each other, you've definitely taught me a lot. You've definitely expanded my view of what, yeah. you know, Christianity is, and, and that really, you know, speaks to, like, yeah, I just, feel, I just feel like that's remarkable because, like, of all the other negative hmm. uh, interactions that I have with Christianity. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, you know, um, I feel like that's, um, you know, I, I feel like that's something that needs to happen more as far with me as far as, like, being exposed to other people, but also I feel like that's something that hmm. we together need to continue doing, which is, you know, getting to, um, you know, know the people that you don't know. Don't take, mm -hmm. you know, someone's opinion or, like, someone's, like, idea of what this religion or this person is. You have to, like, actually go and find someone and talk to them and, you know, figure it out and, like, you know, get your own, you know, come to your own conclusions or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I, I asked you beforehand if I could just pray for us in our journey. You mind if I seal that? Can I do that? Thanks, everyone. Let me, let me just say a prayer for us. Yeah. Uh, creator, you are good, and we want to understand the way you've made life and designed us, and designed us, like Miguel said earlier, to create and be a part of the creative process in our world. We long to create good, meaningful, beautiful things, especially things that will go against the broken and evil and destructive things in our world. Would you guide us along that path? And Jesus, um, I'm thankful for you personally. I'm thankful for how you've uh, guided my spirituality, and I'm thankful for the journey Miguel is on as well. Uh, would you continue to reveal yourself to us if you're there and show us more about this life and how you've designed it, and how you can make things new as well. Thank you. It's through you we ask these things. Amen. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thank Jeff. you for the opportunity. Yeah.